Frederick Democrats Podcast, the official podcast of the Frederick County Democratic State Central Committee. I'm your host, Josh Kramer. Uh, today with me is Todd Anderson, who is running for alderman uh, in the city of Frederick. And just to let you know, the city elections this year, uh, the primary election date will be Tuesday, September 12th. The polls will be open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, the general election will be on Tuesday, November 7th. The polls will be open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. If you are unsure of where to vote, you can go to cityoffrederick.com slash 150 elections. There you can type in your address and it will tell you where your polling place is. For more information on the Frederick County Democratic Party, you can go to www.frederickdemocrats.org. Uh, so without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guest today, Todd Anderson. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day to do this podcast. Great. Thanks, Josh. I appreciate it. So, Todd, you're running for alderman uh, on the Democratic ticket. So how about we start with uh, you telling us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, great. So I've been a city resident for nine years, moved here in 2008 up the road from uh, to, uh, Germantown. And uh, let's see, I'm a big fan of, uh, my wife and I love Frederick because of the restaurants, the bars, the uh, all the, uh, the different arts and uh, community festivals that they have. For example, like I know we're taping the day before July 4th, so really looking forward to uh, Baker Park tomorrow. Um, and uh, one of the reasons why I'm running is I've always had an interest in, in uh, uh, government and primarily local government. I actually, out of college, I started off working in my county Department of Human Services up in New Jersey in Morris County. So I was actively involved in helping to um, provide services to indigent uh, residents of the county there. So. Since then, I've kind of moved on. Uh, I went to graduate school and worked on, on my uh, master's degree in political science. And then when I uh, moved to the D.C. area, I, I be, uh, became a federal contractor. So I've been kind of involved with government for most of my professional and educational career. And I think uh, with that interest, uh, you know, I felt like I've always wanted to run for public office. And I turned 50 last year and I felt like, well, if there's ever a time to do it, now's the time to do it. And so why do you identify as a Democrat? Um, I identify as a Democrat, and I, I must say that I'm actually, I consider myself a moderate Democrat, um, but I really believe that the party out of the two main parties in this country are the only ones that are really focused on being able to provide the services that people that are less fortunate than, than you and I are and uh, uh, really are looking forward to the future. Uh, you know, whether it's uh, alternative energy, whether it's uh, using uh, the Internet, um, really anything that uh, uh, is something for the future, it really seems like the Democrats want to go there as opposed to the Republicans, which is, at least from the, the national level, it looks like they want to kind of move backwards. So one of the big issues nationally, and certainly Frederick City is not exempt from this, is the issue of economic development and growth. Right. So what can the Board of Aldermen, especially a Board of Aldermen with Todd Anderson on it, right. do to help promote economic growth and development in Frederick City? Right. So I've got a couple of ideas about that. One is um, I want to make sure that the Department of Economic Development uh, is fully funded and has all the resources it needs. Um, you know, they, they do have a 
several people on staff. I just want to make sure that when when I get elected, that if Richard Griffin, uh, the director of, of that department, needs uh, additional resources, let's see what we can do to, to um, provide that for him. Secondly, I want to make sure that the, uh, the regulations and the ordinances within the city are not a barrier to entry for uh, uh, entrepreneurs that want to come to the city. So I'd like to take a look at uh, what we have on the books and see if there's anything that we can either update uh, or get rid of. Uh, again, what I want to do is make sure that uh, potential, whether it's small to medium to large size companies, uh, think of Frederick as a place where they want to relocate. I think one of the great things and the selling point about Frederick is that we've got a highly educated uh, workforce here. We also have a ton of amenities. Uh, again, kind of what I mentioned before, one of the reasons why my wife and I love this town is because the restaurants, uh, the festivals, the, you know, Alive at Five, In the Street, July 4th, that kind of thing. Those are the kinds of things that companies are looking for uh, when they want to uh, either start up or relocate because they want their employees to be happy. So it's kind of like what you see is we have like the recipe. Right. We just need to put it all together. Absolutely. And uh, and then just, just one yeah. more point is I think I want to be a big cheerleader for the city. So with the Board of Aldermen and the mayor, and I, I know we'll have a Democratic mayor uh, um, after this election, um, I really want to try to do as much as we can from an elected official standpoint of really trying to promote the city. We should be the biggest cheerleaders. So one of the other things that's a really big topic right now as far as economic development goes, of course, is the downtown hotel and right. conference center. And there's a, a wide array of views on this, you know, either people that support it or oppose it or support it, but with conditions. They might not be happy about the, the, the public financing component to it. They might not like the location of it. They, they're concerned about the historic preservation, especially in regards to, to the tannery and so right. forth. What do you think of this hotel and convention center? Do you think that this is going to be an overall positive thing? Is there anything you'd change about the process? Thoughts on that? I think I, I'm completely in support of the hotel and conference center. I think that Frederick, you know, a city of this size, has, has needed a hotel downtown, as well as you know everything that I, I read in the everything I read in the paper um, is that you know there is also need for that conference center space. So I fully support that. I'm happy that they uh, went and revised the, uh, the plan for it so um, it fits better within the, uh, the location on the creek. My one, my, my two big concerns, and maybe they're not concerns, is one is I really want, I hope that in the planning for this that they have found that there is a market for a conference center, that that conference center will be used, you know, throughout the year, that it's not sitting empty at certain points during, during uh, the year. And secondly, from a funding standpoint, I believe that the city has done its due diligence to make sure that we're only funding kind of the infrastructure piece to it. But I haven't really, from what I understand, is that the Sports Authority, the Maryland Sports Authority Commission, or whatever the, the name of it is, um, was supposed to be funding part of it, and they've held off on that. Um, so 
I want, I'd like to find out exactly what the funding is split is going to be between the city, the county, and the state. I do know there's a meeting on Thursday, uh, July 6th, where I think the, the aldermen are going to be voting on part of that. So. Uh, so one of the other issues that I've had the opportunity to speak with some of the other candidates on is that of the opioid crisis. You right. know, certainly, again, it's one of those issues that's this national issue, but yet right here at home in Frederick City... Uh, we're not exempt from that. Right. And so how will you address that? I mean, do you see it as a, as a police matter, or, or are we dealing with it in, a, in an appropriate way, or could we be handling this better? Right. I think it's more than just a police matter. I really think that uh, it's, we, we need to take a holistic approach to this. You know, one of the problems with the opioid problem that we're having that's different from, you know, what your stereotypical heroin addicts are is that it, it, it's impacting everybody. It's mothers, it's it's parent, grandparents and parents, it's brothers and sisters, and a lot of times the reason why they're they're getting addicted to the opioids is because of the prescription drugs and, and used for pain. So I think we have to take kind of a, a, a multi-level approach to this and multi-pronged. Actually, you know, I think the police are doing the best job that they can right now in dealing. You know, dealing from the crime standpoint as well as uh, the overdose uh, situation. But what I'd like to see is uh, let's see if we can get the community action agency to provide uh, maybe mental health services to these folks. If there's job training that might need to be done, maybe they lost their job as a result of becoming addicted. So I think we've got to take this, um, use all our social services agencies that we have here in, in the city, as well as work with the county and the state and. You know, see if there's um, if there's grants that are available that we can really push for to see if we can get some more services to those folks. And another hot button issue uh, is that of the 287G program, which of course is a county program. And there have been activist groups that have been calling for Frederick to be made a so-called uh, sanctuary city. Right. There's also another uh, term, safe city. And, and there's some debate as to what those terms even mean. Could you elaborate on what you think those terms might mean and whether or not Frederick City, to whatever extent that it can, uh, should it be a sanctuary city? Should it cooperate with the sheriff and the 287G program? Does it even matter if the city wants to uh, participate or, or refuse to participate? Uh, thoughts on, right. on this? Right. Well, I'm with you. I still have not found a true definition, what I think is of a sanctuary city. Kind of my understanding of it is that you know, basically, the city would say, you know, we are not going to allow either our law enforcement or other agencies to uh, question anyone's immigrant status or citizenship status. You know, uh, the police department already has a policy in place that they've had for several years now. Um, and I think that that is a good policy. Um, I'm not sure whether having other agencies within the city uh, designate themselves as either a safety city or a sanctuary city um, is really going to help that much. A couple of reasons why is, you know, as you mentioned about the, you know, the sheriff, um, you know, the city doesn't have a jail. So we have to, you know, if somebody gets arrested by the city, they get moved to the county. And unfortunately, the county, from, you know, a, my perspective, you know, they are cooperating with ICE. So, 
you know, I think we're in a tough situation to be able to, to try to, to really pass that along to say, hey, anybody that get, gets arrested in Frederick, you, you know, the county should not be uh, 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 asking their immigrant status. So I think it's more a lot of advocacy that we would have to do with the county. But right now, based on everything I've kind of seen, I don't necessarily think we need to uh, declare ourselves a sanctuary city. And I also, I worry about the potential of funding because of that, because, you know, ICE is saying that they're going to prevent some grant funding that the city receives if uh, if we call ourselves sanctuary city, yeah, it it is one of those issues that I know we don't have a whole lot of time right. to go more into it. But you know, when when someone's arrested, even if they're arrested by Frederick City Police, they're then transferred right. to the county police, and on the form that the the detained person fills out, there is a question about their 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 status. And, you know, some might see this, I suppose, and I'm not a constitutional lawyer, but some might see this as uh, basically self-incrimination. And that, I think, is part of the issue. Um, And in addition to the other things, you know, we're talking about splitting up families and so forth, potentially, uh, you know, people for maybe having a a, a taillight out in their car or something, which is, in my view, kind of ridiculous. But... Uh, so let's, but I do want to move on a little bit more. Sure. So uh, bulk trash has been another one of those issues. I've even heard some candidates when they say, I want to bring back bulk trash. Uh, I heard somebody at the Pride Fest say to one of the candidates, oh, you had me at bulk trash. <laughs> um, but there has been some question about bulk trash in terms of how useful it is, how much people actually use it. Is the stuff that they're throwing out actually bulk trash? Right. Uh, and, and of course, cost. So where do you fall so on this issue? I actually am in support of bringing back bulk trash. I think... Uh, I think from a cost standpoint, I think what I read somewhere was around $300,000, I think, a, uh, a year to, to do that program. But, I mean, we're already, have, we're already paying the staff um, in Department of Public Works. So I don't know. I don't understand how much of the extra cost it would be. Secondly is one of the things that we loved about it when we first moved here was when we were kind of redoing our house, we were throwing a lot of stuff away. I tell you, Josh, like within you know, a day or two, three quarters of the things were gone because mm-hmm. people come in and they take it. And I think it's kind of a neat program. And I'd le- I really think that we can find the money to be able to, to bring that back. And so we have about a minute left and I want to ask okay. you about Hargett Farm. Okay. So what what should happen? So boy, uh, uh, I don't think we should, I definitely don't think we should be paying $98.5 million to, uh, to develop that. I know that they've come back and they want to do kind of, uh, I think they call them the, a bubble plan. I haven't seen anything yet back from the staff on what that plan is. I really have a problem with the city footing the bill for a huge uh, aquatic park and, and the soccer fields. If we're going to develop that, let's, let's look to see if we can get some partners between the county and some, some uh, nonprofit agencies that might want to uh, contribute to that as well. All right. Well, uh, Todd Anderson, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to do this podcast. Uh, I know that the voters appreciate it. Uh, I certainly appreciate it, and our listeners appreciate it as well. So thank you. Great. Thank you. I appreciate it. So uh, this has been the Frederick Democrats podcast. Again, for more information on the Frederick County Democratic Party, you can go to frederickdemocrats.org. And there, if you go under the tab Upcoming Elections, you can get information uh, and links to all the candidates' websites 
as well as their email and so forth and how to reach out to them, maybe contribute and make a donation to their campaign. I'm sure they'd appreciate that. Uh, so uh, thanks again for everybody listening. And the music for this podcast was uh, composed and performed by uh, David Fitzwater. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time.